Okay, so uh, tradition, yeah, well, um, yeah. Difficult, isn't it, really, tradition? Because tradition is quite good, really, in some ways. I quite like tradition. I quite like having a Christmas tree, I'll be honest. It's not biblical. I quite like it. I quite like having fairy lights. Um, Again, not biblical, but I quite like it. It's probably wrong. If you read about the Southern Baptist churches in America, they tell you it's definitely wrong. Hardcore, proper wrong. (laughs) But I quite like it. Is that a bad thing? don't know. Um, well, where does it come from? Well, the, uh, for those Latin scholars among you, um, like Ruth, um, the, it comes from the word tradere, which means uh, transmit. And it's this idea of passing things on over time, and it can be passing on language, passing on behaviours, it can be passing on um, deeds that uh, people do within society. Um, and we've all got them. Uh, in our house, we have a tradition that I go and get the Christmas tree uh, from Brookside Nurseries where we get a mince pie and a quality street. It's great. Kids get one thing, they're only allowed one thing, a piece of tinsel or a bauble, something like that. Uh, it's great. But we didn't do it this year. Yeah, exactly, Peter. Exactly. That is exactly the face that the kids pulled. That is exactly the face the kids pulled. It didn't go down well at all. So we went to went to a place in Rottenstall, did the same thing, but it wasn't the same. It was traditional. And we broke the tradition. Oh my goodness me. And that's the problem, isn't it, with traditions? If you get too kind of wedded to them, if you stop them and change them, oh my goodness me, takes you out of your comfort zone. The heart starts going and you think, oh my goodness me, we're not doing what we normally do. What do we do? We're not doing what we normally do. It's a bit scary. Well, welcome to the world of uh, faith and Christianity. It is a bit scary. don't think there's any way of sugarcoating it, really. And of course, the other thing with traditions is that these things, they've got to start somewhere, haven't they? And I don't know whether any of you have had conversations with people who are non-churchgoers. And very often, one of the things that comes up is, well, you know, it's all Christmas. And that Christmas, there's, there's no proof that Jesus was ever alive. And the, that Christmas thing, it's a pagan festival. That normally comes up, doesn't it? At some start, at some point. It's a pagan festival. Okay, if you go back in history, I mean, the word Christmas didn't exist until about 330 AD at the uh, Council of uh, Nicaea, was it? Nicene? Um, And that's when people started celebrating the birth of Christ. And, okay, maybe it was tagged on or used as an excuse to uh, Christianize some of the kind of parties and celebrations that were going on at that time. Um, But are we going to worry about that now? I don't know. I don't know, maybe we are. The Southern Baptists do. The similar difficulties, though, with the biblical stuff over this side, because, um, yeah, Bible is true. There are no mistakes in it. Absolutely no problem with that at all. There are no mistakes in it. It's the word of God. No problem at all. But you've got this whole interpretation thing, haven't you? And people, again, will say, right, well... I believe the Bible. I, rah, rah, rah. Well, okay, well, which Bible, which translation, and how much interpretation do you do? And there's the whole thing of how much of it is description and how much of it is prescription. Okay? So, for example, in um, the Old Testament, you've got Leviticus, very prescriptive. Loads of rules. Bang, 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 about eating, preparing food, about uh, blood, and uh, goodness knows how many things. You've got the Ten Commandments, very prescriptive. Bang, 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 bang. But then you've got the, some of the New Testament stuff, which is more, bits of which are more descriptive. So you've got the 
journey of, the, of, the, of uh, Paul and setting up the early churches. And Paul, we were talking about this over dinner last, last night. Paul was supported in his ministry by um, the communities that he was within as he spread the word. Now, is that a description of what went on at that time? Or is it a prescription for what we should be doing for evangelism at this time? It's kind of hard, isn't it? And the reality is, of course, it's probably both. The danger with saying that it's uh, a prescription is that if you don't do that, then you're kind of doing it wrong. And that's a bit of a problem, isn't it, for all of us? Because if we're honest, each and every day we probably all fall short of what the biblical ideal would be. I mean, I do. I'd probably fall short before I get out of bed. Um, So yeah, again, the traditions in our house, we have a meal on Christmas Eve, and I notice that's beginning to spread. I've heard one or two people say that. Um, I can't claim that we thought of it. I'm sure there are other people who've done it in history, but, you know, um, I think we've had our part to play. So meal on Christmas Eve, and again, that started from a very sensible place. We had loads of kids that were running around all over the place like idiots, and preparing a meal on Christmas Day, together with seeing relatives, and watching Morecambe and Wise and The Great Escape, or whatever it else is, it is that you have to get up to on a Christmas Day. There was just too much to get in on a Christmas Day. So we thought, I know, we'll have it on Christmas Eve. So that's what we do. And it, now, it's great. So, and there's been lots of other benefits. It means that the Christmas is kind of bigger than it used to be. Uh, there's more time. It's less pressured. It's really good. Try it. It's really good. It spreads it out. It's fantastic. So lots of other benefits come from that. But this year, again, one of my lads um, was... Uh, there was a chance he might not come back from university. So um, Susanna said... Um, my wife said, uh, Oh, right, well, we'll have the meal on Christmas Day then. <laughs> What? The meal on Christmas Day? The kids went mental. What? We can't do that. He can't do that. Well, Matt, Matt, Matt will just, he'll just have to miss the meal. He'll just have to miss the meal. He can't come. We always have it on Christmas Day. Matt can't, he can't come. But this is your brother. Yeah, well, if he's not going to be here, if he's not going to be there. This is from kids. <sighs> hard line. Really hard line in our ass. Yeah. We have church traditions as well, don't we? Um... There's traditions which are, um, as part of the Baptist Union, which is part of the wider church family that we're involved in. But there's also our local church traditions, aren't they? So we, we've already talked and alluded to the kind of the three song sandwiches. We only did two songs today. Did you notice that? Yeah. See? I thought I'd start early on the changing traditions thing. Pardon? No, no, no. Don't tell anyone. I think, I think the deacons are all away. I thought I could get away with this stuff while nobody was here. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, three song sandwich. Why three songs? I don't know. Is that biblical? Is it, should we be over here or should we be over there? I don't know. I'm thinking it's over there somewhere. Um, and we have a kids bit at the beginning. And that's great. Involve the kids. And Courtney and Ruth, thank you very much. It's brilliant to have you here. All the kids, it's brilliant to have you here. We want you to be part of the church. It's great. It's fantastic. But does that mean that for some people that the uh, who don't have children then these kids kind of get paraded out in some way and it kind of some way for them dumbs things down. I don't know. So do we need to maybe change that every now and then? Don't know. Computer presentation. Guilty as charged. I thought Richard did it, so I'd better do it as well. So, uh, but do we always have to have one? Probably not. I'm thinking it's over there, isn't it, somewhere? It's not over there. I don't think, I don't think there's a gospel that specifically mentions iPads. Correct me if I'm wrong. 
And then, of course, the last one, which I, find, I think is quite good, is where we sit. It's great, isn't it? It's fantastic. Okay, I'm going to shut my eyes. Okay. Fiona, if she was here. Roy and his wife, if, if they were here. Uh, the Claytons, if they were here. Um, Ian and Debbie Berry and the twins. Uh, do you get the idea? Get the idea? And all I see here is criticism. Criticism and cynicism. Mention it, mentioning no names. <laughs> so yeah, do you get the idea? So going back to our readings then, uh, from 2 Thessalonians. So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold fast to the teachings we passed on to you, whether by word of mouth or by letter. So the teachings that we're passing on to our kids on our church are that they have a three-song sandwich, they have a kid's bit, they have this, they have that, and we all sit in our same places. Okay? Is that what Paul meant when he wrote the letter? Is it prescriptive or is it descriptive? Was he describing what was going on at that time? Because he'd already written one letter to the Thessalonians with lots and lots of detail in it. And he was sending it, following it up with this second one saying, look, I've already written to you once. Hang on to the stuff that I've written, to, written for you. Don't lose sight of it. So was that prescriptive for that time? or Sorry, was it dis- descriptive or was it prescriptive for that time and for our time? Similarly, with our second reading, when um, Jesus said, um, they worship me in vain, their teachings are merely human rules. Do you get that? Teachings are merely human rules. How many human rules have we gone through this morning? Millions of them, loads of them. And that's the stuff, the polite stuff, that we can talk about. There's loads of other stuff as well, which is going to be more challenging. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. You have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to human traditions. And, he continued, you have a fine way of setting aside the commands of God in order to observe your own traditions. So here's the commands of God. Let's put them over there for a bit. Because, to be honest, I like my Christmas tree. I like my turkey. I like my mince pies. And it's quite good, having a three-song sandwich. like it. Good. Or should we get those back over here? Nothing wrong with a three-song sandwich, by the way. I'm, I like a three-song sandwich as much as the less about uh, as uh, anybody. But uh, we can have all of these things, provided we bring in um, God, bring in Jesus. And of course, when Jesus was talking about that, he wasn't talking directly to us, or was he? He was actually talking to the Pharisees. The Pharisees, the Pharisees get a bad rap, don't they? I mean, I'm sure they must have been all right. There must have been some really nice Pharisees who um, were really good people and were absolutely fantastic. I mean, Paul, for one, was a Pharisee. Let's not forget that. But the Pharisees do get a bad rap. And in this instance, they were um, used by Jesus as an example of people who were preoccupied with rules, preoccupied with traditions. They were, um, if you like, the group of people, the uh, body in their Jewish society, who uh, were the custodians of the oral law or the oral Torah, something called the Mishnah, um, which was 
the kind of oral law and the, the, the list of human traditions at that time. One of which, in the specific example that Jesus uh, picked on, if I'm honest, I think it's a bad example. Um, because he was talking about them, uh, the, the Pharisees were criticizing the disciples for not washing their hands before food. And Jesus said, no, you're preoccupied with rules. It's quite a good idea to wash your hands before food, I think. So I wonder why Jesus chose that one. don't know. But it just illustrates that Jesus was uh, making the point that we shouldn't preoccupy, be preoccupied with our own rules, with our own traditions. We should actually be instead be putting Jesus and God at the centre of what we do. And in fact, he made it even easier for us because he said, everybody's scratching their heads and thinking, oh, well, which is the greatest commandment? Which is the rule that we have to follow? It's, oh, it's so hard. If only he'd written it down somewhere. If only he'd written it down. Well, there we go. Here, here it is in Matthew 22, 37 to 40. Love the Lord your God with all your mind, heart, and soul. And love your neighbour as yourself. Now, obviously, we are hopeless. And we like to get the razor blade out and we say, right, okay, uh, we can cut this up a little bit. And uh, love the Lord your God with all your mind, your soul, and your heart. Fantastic. Okay, well, I do that. That means, okay, I do all those things so I don't actually have to physically do anything. Brilliant. Good. Excellent. I'm off the hook. And I love my neighbour as myself. Okay, right, okay, well, who's my neighbour? Well, they get, yeah, oh, no, not them. No. Oh, definitely not them. Oh, yeah, all right, then, maybe on a Sunday. Um, so um, that's the commandment. We need to love our Lord, love the Lord, our God, with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, and we need to love our neighbours as ourselves. It's dead easy. We try and intellectualise it. It's not hard. That's what we need to do. It's hard to do, but it's not hard to understand. So what does this mean for uh, non-Christians? What does it mean for us as Christians? What does it mean for the church? For the remaining two days of 2013 and for the whole of 2014? Well, difficult year ahead. The World Cup's coming up. It's going to be hard. It's going to get in the way of anything we try and do, isn't it? If we're honest. Yeah. Tour de France is coming through Yorkshire. That's really going to wipe June out for me. <laughs> um, so there's lots of stuff coming up, which is kind of going to get in the way. And there's always stuff that's going to get in the way. Always stuff that's going to get in the way. But I'd just really like this morning for all of us uh, to think about the sort of challenges in a way that we might want to set for ourselves and for our church for the coming year ahead. Should we challenge some of the traditions that we've been talking about? Don't know. But we could do. Should we challenge some of the things that we do at church? Again, don't know. But we could do. Should we challenge the way that we interact with church and our contribution to church? Don't know. But we could do. But I think in all of that, we should be putting Jesus at the very heart of what we do. And um, inviting God into all aspects of our life through Jesus, who died for all of us. Because nobody comes to the Father except through the Son. Now, girls, your big moment. Who can tell me, and I know you know this, because I've drummed it into you. 
John 3, verse 16, without looking at anything, without reading. Okay, I want it loud and I want it proud. John 3, 16, okay, you ready? And that's important because it's a fundamental statement of faith, isn't it, Ruth Salisbury? It's a fundamental statement of faith. We like that. That's good. Excellent. So what about in the year ahead? Why don't we, we have a kind of a list of things maybe that we might want to do. So wouldn't it be great? Three song sandwiches. I've got, it's always been a thing. I've never been brave enough to do it. Why don't we have a service where we don't have any music? Don't have any musicians? Now, I'm a musician. I like playing. I think it's great. It's fantastic. I'll do it all day. Much to people's annoyance. But... Or they could have a service where we have no, no musicians. Just sing. Human voice. Beautiful thing. Wouldn't it be great to have a queue of people? Maybe with their hands up. Saying, right, my turn now. My turn now. My turn now. My turn now. Who want to come up here and share what God is doing in their lives. And what God means to them. Wouldn't it be great if they had, we had a queue of people who um, were wanting to come up and share their particular favourite bit of scripture? Could be a verse could be a great big thing wouldn't that be great wouldn't that be fantastic wouldn't it be great if look at me i'm not very brave i have to type things out like this i have a structure look at that i have to have a structure because that's the way i'm wired i just have to have a structure i feel a bit strange if i don't have a structure wouldn't it be great if we could just do that just turn up one day and say right okay god what have you got planned today hard but let's try and just step outside what we normally do and step outside with God Amen